The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Welcome to another episode of The Money Podcast with myself, David Bester, and my co-host, Justin Harrison. In this episode, we will be discussing investing and how to become a successful investor. Both Justin and I have strong investment portfolios which are heavily diversified and our personal investment journeys are quite unique in that not only are we self-taught, but we have chosen to venture outside of the traditional broker-based investment models. In this episode, we are going to highlight some of the most critical aspects to becoming a successful investor and provide you with the information you are most likely not going to get when you follow traditional investment models. So Justin, let's get right into the meat of it. What are the best investments people can make and why? Well, the first thing I'd say is that people need to invest in knowledge. This is probably one of the most overlooked investments when people talk about investing. The very first thing you should do is educate yourself. And the best way to do that is to start reading books, to start taking courses and really invest in your knowledge. The second thing I'd say is that people need to focus on paying off debt. Now, paying off debt is not always seen as an investment, but actually, when you think about it, if you're paying, let's say, 9 or 10% on interest on your debt, it doesn't make sense to go and invest into something that's maybe giving you an 8% return. So the best investment you can make in terms of your portfolio long term is getting your debts paid off. I completely agree because you can't really invest if you don't have any money to invest, right? Absolutely. This is something we talk about all the time when it comes to investing. We explain to people that you need to see money as stock. If you don't have money to invest, you basically don't have stock. In other words, if you had a shop and you had no stock in it, you've got nothing to sell. It's the same thing when it comes to investing. You need the money to be able to invest. And that's the thing that baffles me. I mean, we get messages like this every single week from people asking us, what is the next stock to invest in? What is the next crypto to invest in? At the same time, they've got credit card debt, they've got car debt. It's terrible kinds of debt to have. And the worst thing is that, you know, the, the interest is accruing and it's compounding over time. So, you know, the quicker you can pay those debts off, the more successful you're going to be in investing long term. So I know you personally do not like the traditional broker slash financial advisor investing model. Can you explain to us why? I think financial advisors definitely have a role to play. The problem I have with financial advisors is that most of them are, in fact, salespeople of financial products. Brokers are salesmen. And I think the lines get very blurred when you start going to somebody for advice and they're actually selling a product. If we had a financial advising platform where people can go and get advice and pay for that advice by the hour. That is completely different than going to a financial advisor who has a set of products which they're going to sell you and basically advise you on. And so I think for the average consumer, the average investor, there is this misconception that going to a financial advisor means that they're going to get impartial financial advice. And that is entirely not the case. Now, I know a lot of financial advisors won't like me saying this. They'll actually be quite offended by what I'm about to say. But the fact is, if you only represent a certain amount of products in the market, if you only represent a certain number of companies in the market, then you are limited to the advice that you can give your clients. And so this is the problem with the financial advice space when it comes to selling products. And so I would always encourage investors, I'd encourage consumers to really start taking control of their own investment portfolios and starting to figure out what the different offers are, what the different product options are, rather than purely going to a broker or financial advisor. 
Another thing to keep in mind is some of the times the fees are enormous and it's way more than what it should be. And I guess that's why many people are flocking to, to index funds. I always give this example. I mean, if you have two people, both invest over a 30 year term, they invest a thousand bucks. Let's assume person A invests with a broker charging him 2% in fees and another one invests in an index fund charging him 0.5% in fees. The result will be over the 30 year term, Person A paying 2% will lose 40% of his entire portfolio over that term. And that's just because of the fees and compound interest. And I think there are instances where brokers have a very strong role to play. I think in instances where you have people who are not necessarily financially astute, people who don't have the discipline to set aside money regularly, people who don't have the discipline to run their own portfolios, have to accept that they're going to need to pay a fee in order to get that service taken care of. If you're going to outsource your problem, you're going to pay a fee for it. But if you really want to be successful with investing long term, you're going to have to start figuring out how to avoid those fees by managing your portfolio yourself. So you briefly touched on the industry at large, not making sure that people are investable. Can you expand on this and explain what it means to be investable and how people can become investable? I mean, it's such a great question and a great topic when it comes to talking about investing. It's almost assumed that everybody should be investing. And I actually disagree with this. I think people need to pay off debt first. Once you've paid off debt, then you become investable because you have disposable income. And as I explained earlier, really your disposable income, i.e. cash, is your stock. It's the thing that allows you to go and invest. And it's pretty pointless for people to start looking at investing if they're overly indebted. It's pretty pointless for people to look at the different investment options if they are totally and utterly burdened every month with payments that they need to make towards debt. And of course, as we said, debt compounds over time. And this is something that can erode your wealth massively over time. And so I think something that needs to change in the financial space is that instead of looking just at what people earn, we need to not only look at what their disposable income is, we also need to have a look at their indebtedness ratios. And so when people come to me for financial advice, the first thing I say to them is pay off your debt. Once you've paid off your debt, come back to me and I'll teach you how to invest. Because the thing is, you are not investable if you do not have all your debts paid off. It's as simple as that. I think that is a great example. And I think the problem is from school days, we were taught that you should always be saving and you should always be saving for your retirement eventually. But what people don't tell you is you should rather settle your debt first because that has the biggest effect on your retirement. And also, I think there's a big difference between investing and saving. There's a common misconception that saving is investing, and that is not the case. Cash is very susceptible to deflation. And we have a situation where we have huge inflation in the economy in terms of the cost of price, cost of living, cost of medical care. And so if you're simply setting cash aside and you're not actively working at growing your cash and putting your money to work, you're going to fall into that trap. And this is a big problem that people need to understand. We've been taught to save. What we need to actually be taught is to invest. 100%. So what are some of the biggest investment tips you can give to anyone looking to invest for the first time? or anyone looking to become a regular investor. So without the risk of sounding repetitive, first thing is you need to pay off your debt and create savings. Once you have savings and disposable income, the next thing you need to do is understand what you're investing into. I see so many people all the time making investments in areas they have no knowledge about. My golden rule is don't invest in anything you don't understand. If you don't understand it, you're probably going to land up losing money. And then my third and final tip that I would give is 
always take the long-term view. Forget about the medium term. Forget about the short term. Set yourself a five or a 10-year plan and start reviewing it on those five-year marks and those 10-year marks. But simply investing for the short to medium term means you're probably going to lose out by moving around in the market too much. I think that is great advice. Something I can add to that is to practice delayed gratification, which is something we have spoken about a lot on this podcast already. It's very difficult not to try and jump in and go invest in things because as soon as you start opening YouTube or any kind of investing publication, then you will always get the news about the latest trend to invest in or the latest company to invest in. But the problem is usually when it hits the news, it's already too late for the retail investor to start investing. And I think it's really important to ignore the noise and really try and understand what you are investing into. Absolutely valid points you've just brought up. So what does it mean to diversify your investments and why is it important? And can you give some examples of diversification? Diversity is really about reducing your risk. What it means is you should never put all of your eggs in one basket. So an example of this is don't put all of your money into property. Don't put all of your money into stocks. Don't put all of your money in cash. It is very important to understand that the market will go through cycles. The market cycles through itself and over time what you will find is that one asset class will outperform the other. Some asset classes will underperform. And so the best way to ensure that you preserve capital, which is the ultimate goal of diversification, is to ensure that you reduce your risk by spreading your money around. What you want to do is you want to make sure that you never have too much money in one specific asset group. I think that is great advice. Like Ray Dalio said, you only need a few uncorrelated assets working in tandem in order to be successful at investing. And it's such a beautiful saying and, and so true. If you want to become a successful investor, start by investing in yourself by taking courses, reading books, and seeking out information that will enable you to invest. Make sure you pay off your debts and free up your disposable income to ensure that you are in a position to invest. When you are ready to invest, only invest in things you understand and make sure you invest for the long term. And above all else, do not put all your eggs in one basket by making sure you always diversify. In the next episode of the Money Podcast, we will be discussing investing in the stock market and the essential things you need to know if you want to invest in the stock market. In the meantime, if you would like to connect with us directly, please visit our YouTube channel or Facebook page. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.